You know, it's a numbers game. So, you know, just keep just keep going. It's 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 always been a numbers game. The fact that you'd had to do 50 impressions to get two clicks, you got to figure out your um, your click through ratio, uh, you know, your CTR there. So it's, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and, you know, you'll you know, you'll get there. In this episode of The Creators Pod, we talk about how we're all using the various different social platforms to connect with our communities and to drive them to the places where we most want to connect with them. Uh, and I know my sort of view of this has changed over over the, the months that I've been doing YouTube, but what's all of your strategies? Where, where do you sort of see all the different platforms fitting into your overall uh, sort of direction and thing that you're focused on? At first, when I first started, I thought I had to be everywhere, Right. And, um, you know, they're like, oh, go on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, and LinkedIn and da da da. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a really good strategy for me. I just at this point right now, I just want brand awareness, um, um, you know, and you know, I'm just going to focus on one thing. I've known Facebook forever because that's kind of where I did most of my business before. And, you know, um, the only thing is I don't really like Facebook. So um, so now I'm like, oh, well, now what do I do? So I'm learning Instagram. And so I'm having to, you know, figure out that whole hamster thing. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm like, this, this too much, this, this too much. Michelle, for the listeners at home, maybe you can expand on what you mean by the hamster thing, because we know what you mean, but but maybe other people don't. So, so each one of the um, the outlets, let's say Facebook or whatever. So I had one um, one uh, mentor who said, "Okay, if you're going to do stuff on Facebook, you have to be posting like three or four times a day, you know, and there's like a, t- you know, best time of day, you go into your analytics and figure out when your when your peeps are on the platform. And then that's when you post. And Hang on, Michelle, so, you're, you're, Michelle, you're talking about business pages, right? Yes. Not, gr- not groups. Okay, go ahead. Right. And yes, definitely on business pages, because then you can okay. see your analytics, you can see all uh-huh. those things. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so I, I I went into there and I was like, oh, okay, this is working until they changed the algorithm. And then it's not. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, now we have to try to figure it out again. And then once you figure it out again, it's like, all right, you know, you're constantly having to change. Um, I never really got into Instagram. I only had like a personal account, but then I then uh, created one for my business. And um, and it's the same thing with Instagram. Well, they're owned by Facebook. So, you know, go figure. But, you know, it's the same thing with them. You got to post multiple times a day and, and just to kind of keep up. And it's like, I got a full-time job. I know this business that I'm running is going to be my full-time job one day, but you know, it's a full-time job just doing social media. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't so. know about you guys, but like I said, this too much. How about you, Rich? I know that you've got someone who posts stuff for you, for your you know business side of stuff. How would you find that working? And like you, you do that on it, different it, platforms it, as well. I do. He, it, it, I have a service that's specific to my industry that posts on four platform. Well, he posts on, what uh facebook instagram linkedin i guess and twitter four or five times a week every day just so and it's really just for the sake of having something up he only posts once he doesn't post four or five times a day which he probably should 
but it's it's really product shots and i don't really want to be that guy that hustles product i'd like to be more but it does keep you know if people do see it then they're top of mind i don't know that i get anything out of it at all except i think i've told you guys before if if a a company finds me and they want to buy something from me um and they check me out they see that i was active today or yesterday they know that i mm-hmm. haven't you know, let the thing go dormant for three years like a lot of people in my industry so because there's an awful lot of part-timers in my industry that that do it on the side or they do it just to sell to their wife's bridge club or whatever so so any so that service is i do that um and then i do my own other stuff i post randomly on linkedin and twitter and Facebook, whenever I get something to say, whenever I have something. I started doing reels and shorts this week again um, because I found a VA that could crank them out and for pretty reasonable cost. So, and that's, it's a slow go, but it's, it'll get better. So we'll see how that goes. But I don't know that one's driving traffic to the other. I don't know that anything is driving traffic to me other than just reinforcing my brand, reinforcing Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm here and that I'm current and I'm active. I think that's a really good point because you do like from a business point of view, when you go and check up a company and then you don't see anything from them on socials and stuff like that, you just do think like, are they, are they still around even? So yeah, I think that's a really good point. And like Michelle was saying about it being that whole thing of just having a m- more of a presence. I always used to see people that were posting, you know, similar things on multiple platforms. And because I just happened to be on all of those platforms, I always used to think, well, I've, I've kind of seen this, but actually what I've now realized is it was having an effect on me because it was keeping them sort of top of mind and it wasn't like it was that annoying or anything. So it does, it does work really to be yeah. posting. And I don't think, platforms. I don't think the general public, the world is on every platform. Like we are, like we pay attention. Exactly. To yeah. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think they are. For example, for example, I hate the heck out of LinkedIn. I do not like it. I do not like it. And I go on there just to go and it's fine, but there's so much, Oh, my notifications are full of, I agree. And, oh, that was great. And congratulations. And there's no content there other than look at me and look what I did. And 10 people saying congratulations for it. There's very little value in LinkedIn to me, but I'm not looking mm-hmm. for a job. So maybe that's a different thing. I suppose that's a bit like to Keely's point from last week where we were talking about Twitter. It's all about curating it. And I know I've, I've tried to do a better job of curating my Twitter presence since then. Perhaps we need to do the same with our LinkedIn ones. <laughs> I have too, and we got scolded for talking about it in the wrong place. <laughs> uh, how about you, Keely and Dina? How, how are you looking at the other platforms and what's your sort of approach to it all? I am using Instagram Reels, um, and I'm trying to work up to a real strategy of using it to attract and then nurture and try to figure out what that blend is of how many posts should be to attract new people and then how many should be for nurturing my existing people. The The gap that I'm, I'm not spinning my wheels on, I'm just going to keep on creating reels until I figure this out, but how do I know that it is moving the needle over on YouTube? That That's the part that I'm unsure of. I was looking at my, my data uh, the analytics yesterday, and I saw that I think it was like fifty people clicked on on my bio in in Instagram, and hmm. two people of those fifty clicked on the YouTube link. That does not mean that they turned into YouTube subscribers. So I still haven't been able to bridge that gap, and we may not be able to definitively. But that that's kind of where I am right now. Um, At least it shows the good news people is, are taking. I didn't know you could do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I didn't know you could yeah. see so people clicking on the, your bio and, and they would tell you a number. That's, I didn't know you could do right. that. Right. If you've got a creator account, you get those creator insights. And I think oh. it's, oh, okay. I don't know, it's probably a scroll and a half down, page and a half down. Cool. And you can you can see that kind of activity. You may have to do one click further in. but It's on the but, phone uh, too, right? It's not on the desktop. On the phone as well. I have not that, tried right? it on the desktop. I'm okay. definitely yeah, I don't, on the phone. I don't think you see that kind of stuff on the desktop. Anyway, that's fine. Yeah. With, with you driving so, stuff to YouTube, is um, I mean, wh- what I'm thinking about with you is I always see the my reels and vertical stuff as sort of secondary to everything I'm doing. But your reels are always really great as standalone things. I mean, would there be a, a, a point of, you know, growing that as its own thing, sort of, you, you know, that, that could in theory, you know, grow to be a, you know, a much, um, you know, similarly sized sort of platform as YouTube? Yes, that that. I have not put aside at all. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me. I have not ruled that out. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, I see a possibility of it growing. And as we've talked about recently um, in our offline conversations, you know, I'm I'm still figuring out what I'm going to be when I grow up. And I I think I am very fortunate right now since it's so small that I can try these different things and see what what's growing faster right now to be honest reels um, instagram's growing faster than than um youtube but i think i'm starting to find what's hitting in both places and um i haven't started i haven't been doing a lot of static images on instagram i think that's kind of the next step for me is yeah i can i can do reels i get that now I'm starting to understand what works for my for my types. So the next part is um, what are the static images that are going to start to help tell my story. Speaking of static images, um, well, you know it's a numbers game. So um, you know, just keep just keep going. It's 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 always been a numbers game. Um, you know, the fact that you'd had to do 50 impressions to get two clicks. You know. Um, you got to figure out your um, your click through ratio, uh, you know your CTR there. So it's you know just keep doing what you're doing, and you know you'll you know you'll get there. But um, so you know, fun fact: um, this week, uh, my son also is you know a content creator as well, and he's he's been doing his thing on TikTok. He um, has been doing his re, you know, his his little videos, and right now he's almost at um, two videos are almost at a million views. Awesome. Like, wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to figure this thing out, and so I'm like, hmm, okay, um, maybe I might do some stuff on TikTok because you know, um, it's a shorter, uh, uh, you know, the the it's a shorter bite size chunk i know i could do the same thing on instagram but i don't know i'm just i'm just playing around and i you know just want to like just have brand awareness at this point um i don't really have a strategy just yet um but i know that's coming it'll come eventually i just you know i just want to kind of get my bearings under you know beneath me so i can kind of like start getting to where i can do things consistently um speaking of static images um, my, um, my community po- tab showed up today on my channel. Oh, so I'm like, Woo! Nice. I'm so excited. So, um, so yeah, I got to think about what I want to post there. So I'm like, Oh, great. More stuff to post. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Keely? Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling together a few things that everybody has said. And I think, I think what's interesting is that we all have 
because we're all in different business niches. We all have different needs that we're trying to hit. And getting back to Rich's point about LinkedIn and how much he dislikes it, I'm definitely in that LinkedIn dislike camp, except this morning I was on the Jim and Tim show and talking about Discord for Creators, and they were streaming into LinkedIn. They were, I mean, multi-streaming probably to a dozen places, but they were streaming on their personal pages. They were streaming on the Jim and Tim business page on LinkedIn because they opened up that capability. If you have 150 followers of your page, you open that up. And who knows how many people are watching because I wasn't watching at the time. I was, you know, really trying to be engaged with the fact I was talking. But let's say there were 10 people who were watching that live on LinkedIn. Three of them reached out to me when the stream was over to connect and sent me messages about what I was talking about. That is probably the same amount of people who have reached out to me after a few YouTube live streams. There is something very specific about the LinkedIn environment that is very business to business. If you're looking to do business with other business people, I think that might be the way to go. And that's one of the things that I had an inkling about and why I joined the Ship 30 for 30 program and why I'm now posting uh, concurrently. So the same content, just a little reconfigured to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Medium, because I'm trying to reach those business people who want to use Discord in their businesses. That's a very specific target and particularly content creators are, are the people that I'm trying to reach. And it worked. It worked with a very small sample size. So there's something to be said for a million views on TikTok, but how many customers does it turn into for you? How many clients, how many people like Dina was saying, turn into YouTube subscribers and probably I mean, I think Dina's strategy of using Instagram Reels for her niche is absolutely spot on. Reels and TikTok should be like, she should be mastering those domains. And for me, with specifically just Discord for creators, not for FH Empires, I think Twitter and LinkedIn is going to be the way to go for me for sure. So we all get caught up in the whole, we have to be everywhere, as noted before, but maybe we don't, and maybe we can focus on the things that we're exactly trying to get to. Mm -hmm. That's been my experience with LinkedIn as well. I've made some really good connections since I've started, like rekindled my, uh, my LinkedIn account that had been dormant for years uh, and started doing stuff there because the people I'm trying to reach there are, first of all, brand representatives, because I'm looking to build up a following so that I can get brand deals for my my channel and my my, my brand. <laughs> uh, but then also for clients as well, because the what I mentioned at the beginning, how my sort of attitude to this has changed and my view of it has changed, because in the beginning, I was thinking that I was trying to drive people to my YouTube channel. Whereas now I'm trying to drive people either to my Discord community or to be my sort of consultation services. Um, and those are people that I am reaching through uh, through LinkedIn. And just as you said, people are there with a business focus. Um, that's that's the place that I'm more likely to find those. Um, and that's why I'm streaming my, you know, the live streamer backstage podcast that goes out to LinkedIn precisely because of that. I want to reach people who are um, maybe unaware of live streaming uh, in, you know, as much as 
the people who follow us on YouTube and watch in our, in our sort of community, wider community on YouTube. Everyone knows about live streaming and how they can, you know, look good on Zoom and all that kind of stuff with uh, live streaming equipment, but not so many people in, uh, in LinkedIn are like that. So yeah, that's how my sort of focus has shifted a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's sort of the, the interesting jump there is that when live streamers stream to YouTube, they're often reaching people who have, are also live streamers on YouTube. So mm-hmm. you're, you're talking to the same audience, the same people. And we kind of get into this whole trap where we think, well, everybody's live streaming, aren't they? Doesn't, everybody's got a ZV10. And it just turns into this whole, it's a nice to be in a tight knit community, but are we getting clients out of that? Are we growing our businesses out of that? Whereas Alec, you're, you're reaching people that aren't out there and there are hundreds of thousands and millions of people like that who haven't progressed to that level. And we're starting to see them and I'm seeing, holy smokes, there's a lot of people on LinkedIn who have no idea about discord, who want to build communities and are looking for something other than the gray boxes of zoom and the, you know, the structures of a mighty networks or a circle and things like that. So it's, it's really, really cool in a weird way. It's it's kind of like hanging out with your cousin and enjoying it. <laughs> what I was saying about LinkedIn is, as a user, as a as a browser, I don't like LinkedIn. Broadcasting to it, I'm all for it. If they mm. would work out their 1080 versus 4K thing, I would, I would go there myself. I just don't. I haven't figured out the way to finagle it like Alec has. So, but I but I'm all about it. I, as a but as a viewer, I hate it. And and you can't. Put it in the background. You can't do anything else while you're watching something on LinkedIn on your phone. You're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. they ought to they ought to fix that. But whatever. But they can do what they want. It's their company. So, and how about the, the sort of in general? I mentioned about like it sort of me shifting my opinion of where all this is feeding. Where do you all see the main location that you're trying to send people to? So for me, it is just either you know consultation and coaching coaching clients, or it is trying to get people into the community and build that side of stuff. And that becomes then the hub for all of the other stuff. But where are you sort of trying to aim people to predominantly? Yeah, for me, FH Empire's pyramid is I use the socials to advertise my live streams. For my live streams, I advertise the, the Discord server for the entire community. And in there, I develop the relationships so that they want to be members in my program and they want to sign up for my workshops and they want to build their umpiring skills. That's been very clear to me. Now I've realized with Discord for Creators, what I want to do is use Twitter and LinkedIn to bring people into my Discord, but to also just go straight for those consultation activities because it's not as important. I don't think I need as many, I think I need touch points, but I don't think I need to have out there touch points. I don't think I need to be showing them with 13 pieces of content on Facebook that they can trust me about Discord. I think I need 13 DMs or 13 exchanges in my Discord server to create that relationship where they say, you know what, I'm ready for a Discord server. So very different tactics for very different sort of markets. Right now, my focus, my main focus is YouTube. Um, Um. you know, my consistency, you know, um, you know, making, you know, cranking out my videos and, uh, and then also 
awareness of the other things that I do. So like um, courses and social learning basically is what I do. So social learning, you know, I post on um post on YouTube and then also to, um, you know, Instagram will be the other thing that I'm, that I'm curating right now. Um, eventually getting to, uh, into LinkedIn, but you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm quite ready yet for that. Um, I need, I want to have developed the consistency, um, just like I have on YouTube in Instagram so that I, you know, I could kind of like, you know, get, folks to see the different things that I offer and, um, you know, so that they can, you know, get into the courses and things that I do. But for the most part, um, yeah, those are the two things that I kind of want to stick, stick to at this point. Um, I know that LinkedIn will be something that I would really need to do because the the corporate people that I want to, um, that I want to attract are there, um, you know, mainly, people in corporate medicine because, you know, they're like, oh, wow, you know, they're used to doing stuff or having stuff done for them and then not having to actually try to figure out the things that we do that we that we've been doing naturally um, for the last two years because we're in this tight uh, community. But, um, you know, I, I my whole thing is um, is is social proof. And that's kind of where I am at in my in my journey. I need to be able to show that social proof. And so, you know, I, I need to I need to get that out done. So, uh, you know, so I'm like, all right, that's what I'm going to be st- you know, doing. I want to jump in because I want to ask Michelle about that language that you're using there about how I'm not ready yet or I need to build <laughs> my social proof and things like that. I'm just going to call bullshit on it right now. Because you know where your people are. You know your clients are corporate medical professionals and they're on LinkedIn. Why are you wasting time anywhere else? Okay. Go to where the people are good. And they, you are at least 10% better than all of them. You are miles better than all of them about the branding and putting that together and the packaging. They, this is all stuff that they need from you because you're one of them. You're one of their people. And that's where they are. They're not on YouTube. They're not watching you on YouTube. You're going to find them on LinkedIn. They're going to find you on LinkedIn. And that's when the connections are going to start getting made. That's okay. what I heard with what you were saying. Okay. All right. All right I'm not arguing right, with right. you. I'm encouraging you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Can I have another? Can right. I have another? <laughs> you, you can have another. My bill, my invoice Gauntlet. is already in your inbox, girl. Oh my God. Yes. 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 <laughs> Gauntlet dropped. <laughs> <laughs> oh and this is what we do for each other, right? This is, this is the thing that we, we give each other the space to verbalize what we're thinking and we start giving each other cues as to where maybe our little blocks are and our little obstacles. And then because we trust each other, we can call each other on our bullshit and say, wait a minute, there was something in there. Let's go back to that part you said. And I think we can push each other to skip past the thing. We want to skip past the mistakes. So don't make the mistake that I was making with Discord for Creators, which was going on YouTube and streaming to other streamers. Now I have to go to where my clients are going to be. And that's where LinkedIn comes in for me. So 
All right, Bang. All right. I was talking to myself really to that whole thing when I was getting on you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'll just switch it. <laughs> so my approach is unclear yet. I do know after looking at, again, it was a data weekend for me. After looking at the data, it's starting to become clear. What are we nearly a year in that my live stream numbers are just pretty low and I'm okay with that. Um, because I'm building those relationships for a community. Uh, my recorded content, though, non-shorts, because the shorts do well, you know, we just have numbers there. But non-shorts seem to outperform my my live streams 4X. And while I love my live stream, I really, really love doing the recorded stuff. So... I think that starts to come through on some of the, those videos. And I'm beginning to wonder if my reels will bring people into the channel or to the blog once I step up that game. And if anybody has a boot that they want to to um, to use, I'm, I'm open to it. Uh, I usually have a few sitting but, around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I think I think what I'm doing is I'm bringing people in through the reels to the channel, and what may end up shaking out is I build that relationship somehow. They're getting them into Discord, and that might be where I put up the the member you know wall, and that's how you get the live streams because the live streams aren't. I don't know. It's there's that entertainment value, but I I'm starting to see where my funnel pyramid, whatever you want to call it, the fun ride into the pool, um, is happening. Come take I a love big that. splash with us. Fun ride into the pool. <laughs> the thing you mentioned about the the replay, uh, the you know the number of replays you get on live streams versus or views on those versus the recorded. I I find that as well. That my live streams will have you know whatever numbers they have, but then it just sort of drops off. You don't get suddenly a live stream from a year ago is starting to pick up. Whereas I do find that with videos, they might have been almost flatlining for a while and then suddenly they'll just start going up for some reason. Um, so I also know that from myself, if I see something that is says it's a video versus something that says streamed eight months ago, there's a little thing in my brain that tells me, yeah, it's old. It's, it's It was streamed eight months ago. It's like... There's, there is something that happens in my own brain. I, I notice that this is happening. So uh, for sure that happens with other people as well. So I, I find, just concurring with you, that I find the same for my recorded videos versus streamed. Hmm. I like the idea of the streams being a more exclusive thing. I think people who about. are not live streamers or don't know a live streamer are, mm -hmm. I don't want to say afraid, but they just think immediately, not my thing. You know, yep. I mean, how many people have we had to convince that, okay, yeah, you do like this type of content, but guess what? You're going to really love this live stream. Because most mm -hmm. people are like, mm, no, I'll, I, I don't want to watch it live. Mm -hmm. There's another thing, which is there's a lot of terrible live streams where people aren't actually giving great content. So I think people have this view that if they're going to watch a video, there's an, an expectation that it's going to be a concise video on a particular topic, whereas a live stream might be, a load of rambling and chatting with people in the 
the comments, which, you know, is, is true in my case. <laughs> but um, I think there's that expectation is slightly different, you know, to, um, to a live stream versus a video if they're just there looking for information. I started to do something like, um, I, I took a page from your book, Alec. Um, so uh, yesterday I recorded a couple of videos and I did it in one take. And, um, and I uploaded them unlisted while I do my SEO and, you know, work out all the things and, you know, um, pretty much already had an idea for the thumbnail and all that. Cause that was what I was teaching. And it was, it was, it was really cathartic in that. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I, I put so much pressure on myself. Like, Oh my God, I have to do all this thing, all these things, but it was so easy to just sit there you know, do the, do the video because it's a, you know, it's a live stream. Okay. I'm, I'm using air quotes now, but really it's not, uh, it's, it's exactly what I do when I do a live stream only it's very, very succinct and I get the information out. Uh, one video was like 12 minutes. The other video was like eight minutes. I'm like, all right, perfect. Right. Got all the information that I needed out. And I just did the run of show exactly. Like I could do my live stream only, you know, there's not a whole lot of talking. You're you're talking to the camera. You're doing all the things. And uh, I was like, oh, wow. OK, kick myself in the pants a couple of times. I'm like, all right, you could do this. You could do this. And then you could you could use the unlisted video. Put that link in the discord. It's like, hey, you've got access to the video. It's not out yet. You got access to it because I'm giving you access to it because you're in my discord uh, server. Tell me what you think. What are some of your questions? Those kinds of stuff so that you can kind of like, you know, get the things that you need. So you're like, all right, now I have more information for the next video that I'm going to do because I got a question from somebody in my discord server or something like that. So, you know, I'm so I was like, I had to tell you that to your face because... <laughs> Thank you, Alec, for your example. It's a very liberating note. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm sitting here going, what the heck took me so long to do this? Because before I would make a whole meal out of it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do all of this stuff in Final Cut. I'm like, no, it's just a really short live stream, like mm -hmm. without being live, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so I'm like, oh, I could do this. I could do this all day, all day, every day and twice on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could do it. I love that because I think we've come through sort of that school of content creation of live streaming. Live is everything. And it's a great thing, but it's not everything. And just because we build some of our skills, so we build our ability to execute a video in one take by doing live streams because we learn how to speak better. We learn how to get to the point better, whatever it is. It doesn't mean that we have to stick with it when we find like Dina has that her, her produced content, her recorded content is hitting better because just the nature of it is she's able to show off all these beautiful things in her home place. She's letting, she's letting her stuff do all of the marketing for her and, and like what you're describing. And I think that's, that's really powerful that there's a whole range of tools out there and we don't just have to do the one thing in order to reach the people we're looking for. I'm going back to writing, which I haven't been, you know, writing tweets or anything regular for a long time, but they do very well for a lot of really, really, uh, excelling professionals. <laughs> they're, they're, 
fully written tweets, no images, no vertical videos, no nothing are making money for them and drawing in the clientele that they want. And I'm like, that's good because I'm really good at writing. <laughs> that's where my <laughs> skill set is. So I feel it's really liberating to know that we can all use these tools and try them out and see how they resonate with our business models and then say, you know what? Maybe live streaming isn't the end all be all for me. And I can do that occasionally, or I can guest on other people's live streams on a regular basis, but that doesn't have to be my core offering. I can do really dope TikToks like Dina. It's going to be really cool to have a check-in in a few months time when we've all actually been doing the things that we've been putting in place. (laughs) And we've got some like data as well, because I know that's how I feel. I'm trying all these different things, but uh, it's kind of, (laughs) you know, just waiting to see what happens from it. And so there's definitely going to be another good conversation, I think, to come later from this. Speaking of uh, blogs, you know, writing, right? I, um, I, I um, published a blog last night, too. Um, as part of my one take stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's it's funny because, um, you know, it's all part of the way I prepare uh, for my live streams. And it was kind of nice in that I used to do it all the time. And, and I kind of got away from it because I was all focused on the live stream part. But um, I, I, you know, I already have this blueprint that, um, you know, that I set in place a long time ago. And I just kind of, for whatever reason, I don't know, um, you know, it's kind of gone by the wayside. But I realized how easy it was just to kind of like get right back in the groove again. And so, you know, I did the live stream. I published a blog right after that because all the information was created for the live stream, had the blog in it. Now in that, in that stream, now I have seven pieces of uh, seven tips that I can chop up and now make, you know, vertical videos with um, or things that I could post on LinkedIn. Um, Twitter thread. uh, There you go. And uh, yes, I could definitely do that. Um, And then also too um, the, um, the podcast, my podcast, you know, so easy. So, um, you know, it was it was really nice to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, I've done <laughs> more work this week than I have uh, in weeks past. So let's see, you know, now I, what I want to do, what I, what I want to be is consistent. And um, as long as I'm consistently producing and putting the place, putting the information in the places where, you know, my audience can see it, the people that really matter, you know, the people I'm really trying to reach, um, you know, so that they could connect with me and then we can then you know, go to the next step. That's awesome, Michelle. I love hearing that for you. Thank I you. love this journey for you. Thanks so good. I love this journey for all of us. <laughs> oh, right. I love this journey. And it's funny because oh. we're learning from each other, right? So I'm I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, well, hmm. In my head, depending on what I'm looking at, I'm like, hmm, what would Dina do? And I, I reached out to her today. I'm like, hey, yo. <laughs> What you doing, mama? And so we had a little conversation today, you know, and then other times I'd be like, hmm, what would Alec do? Oh, he would do that in one take. All right, let's do it. You know, and then I did it, you know, so it's like, you know, so, you know, so I have these conversations in my head all the time about every single one of you. And so, you know, I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah. 
we are learning from each other. This is something that, uh, you know, this right here, this synergy that we have right here, man, awesome. And that leads wow. us to the group appreciation portion of this podcast where we <laughs> say really nice things to each other. <laughs> I love it. Before it's we cut each like, other like out. The no. end of a, like the end of an improv class where you go around in a circle and you say what you appreciated about the last whatever. Oh, is that something you do? Oh, That's cute. No. I like that. In an improv class, yeah. He's like, no, oh, I like you. the way you acted like a mailman. Or I like the way you acted like a, this. It's kind of weird. That's awesome. Well, I feel good. You. Lovey-dovey stuff. And then we cuss each other out. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> oh, that's strong language, Alec. Tone it down. Alec. You think Whoa. that's strong? Wait till we stop the recording. Love <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh Thanks for hopping into our Creators Pod. If you enjoyed it, we'd love if you'd tell a friend about it and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. The Creators Pod is produced by C22 Media. Dina Taylor, Keely Dunn, Michelle Lawrence, Rich Graham, and me, Alec Johnson. Mm-hmm.